Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Redemption HD podcast. We hope that this episode blesses you, that it encourages you. If you want to know more about Redemption High Desert, you could visit our website at redemptionhighdesert.com. Also, follow us on all social media platforms at Redemption760. Here we go, live from Redemption HD. Uh, let's go ahead and read uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16. It says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for what you've already done. God, as we get into your word, we pray that you would cause your word to come alive in our hearts. Holy Spirit, lead us and guide us. Holy Spirit, be our teacher this morning. Shape us and mold us to the very image, the very thing that God has called us to and wants us to be. We surrender, we submit, we yield to you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Do me a favor, say, I am the light of the world. Say, I am the light of the world. Remember uh, the Titanic and Jack got on the, I'm the king of the world. I'm the light of the world. We got a real bad feedback in here, but it just sounded cool, huh? We just... My heart will go. I'm the light of the world. We are the light of the world, Jesus said. With, without having to discuss or explain what light is, because um, it consists of a bunch of big words that I can't pronounce. Uh, I'm going to just give you a simple, but it's still going to sound smart, okay, definition of what light is. But simply explain, light is a photon that when dispersed allows us to see by eliminating darkness. Amen? Light is a photon that when dispersed, it eliminates darkness, allowing us to see. This is what light is. We are the light of the world, right? So in a world of darkness, in situations that seem dark, in moments of darkness, we are the ones that God uses to disperse. He sends us out so that we can eliminate darkness. Amen? I went to Home Depot and grabbed me some props. Everybody likes when I use props. Does that mean I don't make sense when I talk? I need... No, just. A visual. They're, that's right, T. Thank you so much. It's a visual. Uh, now, aside from the sun, when we talk about lights, um, a very common object is a light bulb. We all know that a light bulb, put it in a lamp, put it in your ceiling, in your cars, in a flashlight. Uh, there is a bulb within there that when electricity passes through it, it disperses light. Um, we can all look at these two light bulbs and say that, you know what, they probably put out the same amount of light, right? They're the same exact size, same exact color. Length, weight, they're all the same. But these light bulbs are different because one bulb actually puts out a brighter light than the other. What makes the difference between these two light bulbs is what's inside. Every light bulb has objects and items and coils and springs that when electricity passes through it, it creates the light. But depending on what's inside will determine how bright the bulb is. As the light of the world, 
is you and I, as Jesus said in Matthew 5, that we are the light of the world. How bright we become all depends on how much we recognize what's inside. Do you put out a dim light or a bright light? In this moment, in this season, in 2020, 2021, and so on, are we shining bright or shining dim? This is, if there was ever a time for the church to embrace this scripture, I believe it's now. Um, Aelia said it earlier, it's a constant thing that we say to you guys and try to encourage you guys in, is that we don't overlook what's happening in our world, we're just not moved by it. You know, we, we don't ignore what's taking place around us, we just don't set our eyes on it. Because the moment that you take your eyes off of the kingdom and begin to set your eyes on kingdoms is when the light begins to go dim. We have to constantly keep our eyes on Jesus. Always look to the Lord. Not just in what's happening in our world, but everything that you face. When you go through things, when life hits you right in the face, because it will. Life will sometimes smack you right in the mouth. You ever hit with one of those you didn't see coming? Sometimes life just hits you like that, you know. Sometimes you wake up one morning, you wake up uh, one day not even realizing what the day has for you, and you can feel like your whole life just hit a brick wall. You could be going things, through things that you've been facing over a period of time, wondering when it's going to end. All of that stuff that happens to us, and, and I, I think it was uh, Isabel Arletti said, you know, God takes all of this evilness, he takes all these things, all of this stuff, he can take it all and turn it around for good. He can take all the things that the enemy meant for evil and he could use it for his glory. That's why we have to keep our eyes on him. Because as that light, as you keep your eyes on Jesus, recognizing what's inside of you, and that light begins to shine, that bright pushes back the darkness that you're facing. Amen? Let's, uh, I'm going to look at three different scriptures today. I want you guys to go to John chapter 1. And on the back of the bulletin, you guys have all these scriptures written down as well. John chapter 1. John chapter 1, starting in verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made. That or nothing that was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Let's read that one more time, verse 4. In him was life, and the life was what? The light of men. Who, who's the light of the world? We are. What determines the level of brightness or dimness of that light is how much we recognize the one within us. In him is life, and that life is what? The light of men. Now, how many of you guys have accepted Christ? You're born again. You've placed your faith, faith in Jesus, and, and you, you know, you call, you've called upon Jesus as your Lord and Savior. How many in here you guys are saved, right? We're all on our way to heaven, right? Did you know that the moment you got saved, the, more, the moment you got born again, you received the Holy Spirit? The fullness of God was given to us, the Spirit of God dwelling on the inside of us. 
the moment you accepted Christ. Okay, you did not get a baby Holy Spirit, and then over time you get a teenage Holy Spirit, you know, an old age Holy Spirit. Like, you get it all. The moment you say yes to Jesus, the Bible says that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Okay? The difference is, as you mature, as you grow in your faith, you realize more and more what you have on the inside. All of the gifts are given. Everything is given. The power of God is given to us. The very life that Jesus is talking about, what the Word is talking about in John, that life is given to us the moment that we get saved. But what happens to a lot of people is they start there and they stop there. They don't allow their faith to mature and grow so they can recognize what's on the inside. And as you do that, as you recognize the Spirit of God on the inside and you yield to Him, you yield to that working, you yield to the work of the Holy Spirit, as you do that, you mature, you grow, and your light becomes brighter. Amen? I don't know about you guys, but I want to be a bright light. You know, uh, my, uh, my wife makes fun of me because, uh, how do I say this without sounding weak? I have night, I have night lights in my house. <laughs> how do I say that without being like, sound, everybody's laughing at me, uh, Greg is like, we all have them. We all have, see? All right. So we're all scared of the dark here. That's right. This is why God brought us here. Right? That's it. Hey, yeah. <laughs> my man. That's it. That's it. I got it for my dog. She makes sure she can see, you know. We, we have night lights in the house. We've always had them. Um, you know, I make sure that there's lights on because I get up at night. You know, I'm, I'm, remember, I'm, I'm a little hood. So a little, if I hear a sound, I'm checking. I'm looking out the window. If I hear something, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking outside. I got, the, I got a bat under my bed. Yep, that's how hood I am. I just, re- did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? You know, so I, I get up out of bed all the time. Every night I'm getting up once at least. And so I have lights so that I can see. Without that, I'd run into a wall. And we actually had a situation years ago where I don't know what, what well, the dog woke up and started barking. And I was like half, you know, I was all, all the way asleep. And I jump out of bed, right? And you guys remember uh, the Fred Flintstone cartoons when Fred would start running and his feet would go, but his body stayed still? You remember Fred's feet would just go real fast, you know, and just, but his body just stayed, you know. Just. I jumped out of that bed because I heard the dog barking and, and my body was like in the same, but my feet were like. I'm, I don't know what it is over there, but I'm going to go get it. And I, I walk, I, I run out of my room. Two times this happened, actually. One time I slid on the tile and ate it, scraped up my knees. But the other time is as I came out of my room, we were in the, an apartment. As I came out of our room, the refrigerator to our kitchen was straight ahead. And because I had no nightlights, Greg, for our grandkids, right? Because there was no light, nightlights for the grandkids, I saw this fridge, and I thought it was somebody in my house. I thought someone was in my house. And it was, it was my refrigerator, right? No offense, I just thought it was this big white guy in my house. You know, it was this guy, you know. <laughs> this guy. And, and so as, as, I, as I, I come out of the bed, and, I, and I'm looking down my hall, and I see the fridge, and and my body's not moving, but my legs are going. The nearest thing to me, because I forgot my bat under the bed, the nearest thing to me is we had a, a, a mirror, a wall mirror, 
that you know that you can get at like Target for like twelve ninety nine. You know, we were, we were we were stretching it back then. You know what I'm saying? One of those cheap mirrors, and we didn't even have it on the wall. We just leaned it on the wall, right? We didn't even mount it. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, had a little bit of duct tape on it to hold it together. And we, just, I grabbed the mirror because it was the closest thing, and I start running after the refrigerator. Ah! I was gonna hit that refrigerator, Robert, so hard with that mirror. I was I was ready to take that fridge out with that mirror. And I'm running down the hallway screaming, ah! And, and then I only hits the, uh, the hallway light and it was the fridge. <laughs> and there I am because I had no light almost attacking the fridge. That's right. That's right. That fridge would have took a beating. Oh, they took me out? Come on, bro. Have, have more... You better have more faith in me, Greg. You better have more faith in me, Greg. I ain't let no refrigerator take me out like that. <laughs> yeah. I would have done one of those. Remember I told you, that's who you have to watch. Anybody who fights like that, you got to watch out for it. Remember I told you that. Those are, those are they lean back. You got to watch it. That's what I did to the fridge. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't, I don't think we realize how important light is. I don't think we realize the importance of the job that it does when light is working, when light is activated. Here, here we are, and we've been in a scenario, and I don't mean to be negative, um, but we, we know that there's been some stuff over the last couple of years, right? We're, we're going through things, and if we don't become aware of what we have, then we're going to be as dark as the world around us. The reason why I don't feed into the stuff that's happening here is because I want to make sure that as I look to him who is life and the light of men, and that opens up the awareness of what I have within me, that I could shine bright affecting what's happening down here. Does that make sense? It is easy. It is easy to be consumed by bad news and negativity. It is easy to be consumed by hardships and the darkness that is taking place around us. But God didn't call us to partner with that. He called us to eliminate it. To eliminate the darkness by being the light of the world. Amen? Let's go to John 8. Give me time to catch my breath here. Fighting a refrigerator takes some breath out of me. Uh, Hey, you know what, Greg? You know, a couple weeks ago, Greg made a short joke about me. And he's been trying to redeem himself ever since. And I, I appreciate it, Greg. That's right. Hey, that's right. He, he did it one time, one time, and he felt. And ever since then, now he's giving me all the good, the good jokes. I appreciate you, Greg. That's right. It was an industrial fridge. It was, a, but I would have took that industrial fridge out. Right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. It didn't even have the freezer on top. It had a fridge and a freezer, both sides, huge. You know, water and ice dispenser, everything. 
whirlpool. <laughs> uh, let's take a look at John chapter 8. Let's take a look at John chapter 8. And let's, let's, let's uh, look at this story and just kind of see not only what light can do, but what is expected of us as we are the light of the world. Uh, chapter 8, starting in verse number 1. Um, it says, But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him. And he sat, sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now how, uh, now how, I'm sorry, now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. So here's this woman who is caught in adultery. The Pharisees bring her to Jesus and they say, hey, Moses said that we're to stone her, to kill her. That's what we're supposed to do in this situation. What do you say? I want us to kind of look at the darkness that's happening in this story, okay? First of all, verse 3 says that they caught a woman in adultery. Now, this woman was actually committing a sin. She was actually uh, sleeping with somebody who was married that wasn't her spouse. This is adultery. When, when you're having sex with somebody who is married, but you're not married to them, that's a sin. And these, these Pharisees caught her in the very act, and they brought her to Jesus. Okay, so sin is dark, right? But again, we're looking, we're looking at how to be the light, amen? Verse 3, Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery, and when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Listen, guys, religion and Satan always want to point out everyone's sins. Catch this, guys. Listen to this, okay? Because we have to make sure that we're not like the Pharisees saying, this person's doing wrong, and that person's doing wrong, and they're doing wrong, and he did wrong, and she, like, this is what the Pharisees do. The, Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He brings accusation. And so when they came, not only was the woman, she was in sin. We can't overlook that. But there was also sin in the fact that the Pharisees came to shout out her sin. Now, we don't ignore sin, right? We don't just, oh, it's okay that you're living in sin. It's okay. But we have to be careful as Christians, as the light of the world, that we're not trying to point out everyone's sin. Verse 5 says, Now Moses and the law commanded us that such should be stoned. So they wanted to kill her. Okay, so now we see the spirit of murder working. So we see sin, right, adultery. We see accusation and judgment. And now we see the spirit of murder. Verse 6 says, Then they said that this they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. So they were lying to Jesus. They were trying to trap him. Okay, so there's a lying spirit. This is, we're pointing out all the darkness in this situation. Okay, adultery, spirit of murder, lying, accusations, right? And then you have to think about what this woman has gone through. Okay, how about the shame that she's feeling, right? Listen, guys, again, we don't, we don't want to condone sin. But if anybody here has ever struggled with sin or ever fallen into sin, there is a sense of shame that the devil tries to put on your shoulders, 
right? Condemnation, the devil will try to condemn you to make you feel like you're not good enough so that if you're struggling with sin, rather than running towards God, you run away, okay? So never allow the enemy to condemn you. If you're struggling, this is what grace is for, is that we can come to God and say, God, I know that this isn't pleasing to you. Help me. And he doesn't turn us away, okay? She's dealing with shame. She's probably dealing with condemnation. She probably feels a conviction because she probably knows the law to know enough that she's about to be stoned. Okay? So just really look at this whole story, what's happening. Look at what is happening between the Pharisees and this woman. All of this darkness that's taking place. And look at how Jesus responds. Verse 6 again. This they said to him, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he what? As though he wasn't listening, as though he did not hear. Listen, guys, sometimes the most powerful things that God will say is nothing at all. And as Christians, sometimes the most powerful thing that we can say in the midst of darkness, but that, that contradicts what I feel, what I want to do, but that's the point. We are subject to the kingdom not a kingdom. And so in a moment where there's darkness and everybody wants to point it out, we stand in silence not to condone it, but to go rescue those out of it. Let my demonstration not be, let me not just tell you what's all wrong, but let me go and pull people that are being overwhelmed by this wrong, let me pull them out. Let the, and, and Isabel, what they're doing, with they're not just, they're not just talking about rescuing girls out of sex trafficking, rescuing children out of sex. They're actually going and doing it. They're not just, you know, we used to say it like this. My dad used to say, don't talk about it, be about it. And I think Jesus was just letting them know, I don't need to say anything because I've done and will do enough. So, so when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, he who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. Come on now. This is good stuff right here. He who is without sin among you, let him throw, the, throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground, I love Jesus. I just love the way, you know, you, you guys already know I said this, and forgive me if you think it's a sin, but I like gangster movies. I'm sorry. I do. I do. But some of the, the craziest, you know, like, the Godfather movies, the, the Godfather, he didn't say much, huh? Just made him an offer he can't refuse, you know? Right. But see, in, in, in the Hispanic culture, Mexican family, when they get loud, run. When, they, when my dear, you hear that? You hear them? Then you got to run. So it's, it's a little bit opposite, right? When you, when you watch some of these gangster movies, I just think, like, man, the, the guys, you know, my dad, my dad was wise with street wisdom. He, said, all, he says, don't be afraid of the one who talks a lot. He said, but always watch out for the one who doesn't say anything at all. Oh, this is good. I, I, I just like reading this because I feel like here's these Pharisees coming to Jesus, and he's just like, he's just like, Whatever. He knows within him, he knows what he has, he knows what he's about to do, that no act of darkness can affect him. No act of darkness can defeat him, and he has this confidence because he's fully aware of who he is. 
See, as we face darkness, as we go through dark things, the more aware that you are of the Spirit of God within you, you can look in the face of darkness and not be moved. That's why in this season, it's easy to tell which Christians are they Sunday Christians because they're having a hard time right now with things that are going on. Their faith is shaken because it's just a Sunday thing. But when we know that we already won, we know that everything that's happening was already written about, we can't be moved. Let's keep reading here. Verse 7 again. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman, stand in the, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? It, it, listen, guys, like I said, if, if you're struggling with sin, it's not that God is, is okay with it, but he's saying, hey, I'm, I'm not accusing or condemning you. I want to help you out. This is, this, is, this is so good. This is a truth that set me free because for so long, if I ever messed up or if I had a bad day or a bad moment, I felt like I was just taking 20 steps backwards. I felt like my relationship with God was like I was having a good day, a good week, my prayer time, my, my devotional time, worship, and then all of a sudden I have this, this hiccup, I hit this bump in the road, and I feel like I'm taking 20 steps back. I mean, that's what religion will do to you. But we have to know, like in this story here, Jesus is saying, hey, I'm still here. I know that everyone's left you, but I'm still here. This is how we have to view the grace of God, the mercy of God, is that he has the power and the right to do away with us, just like the woman who's caught in, in adultery. She should have been stoned. Jesus has that right, that place, that authority. But in his mercy and his grace, he says, come on, I'm going to help you out of this. Look at what it says here, verse 11. She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Verse 12, and here, this is, I, I've preached this, I mean, a lot of people have preached this story. This, this is a very popular story, but 98% of the sermons that I've heard from this story stops at verse 11. Most of the time we read this, you know, woman were the, uh, those accus accusers of yours, has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord, and Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you, go and sin no more, but close, everybody stand, we're going to dismiss. I mean, this is usually the type of sermon I hear. But for the first time in, in all the years that I've been serving God, I don't know, the, the Lord just really highlighted the final statement of this story in verse 12. It says, then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So if darkness that was surrounding Jesus did not affect who he is who he was and how he treated people. And in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said that we are the light of the world. Then darkness should have the same effect, which is no effect at all. If darkness did not affect Jesus in John chapter 8, if Jesus looked in the face of darkness and just got silent because he knew who he was, he knew what he was about to do, he, he knew that. If that's what Jesus did and you and I are the light of the world, how much more can we? Right now, with everything that's going on in our world, how much more should we shine bright? How much more should we be a light to those in darkness? 
more than ever, we need to be that right now. How about to our families and our coworkers, those around us? Right? There's a lot of people that are going through stuff. And rather than agreeing with the darkness or joining in darkness with them, why can't we be a light and love them and speak life and pull them out? You know, the, the, what you said about the, the, um, the leader of Cambodia that to come out, who was it, that he came out and the prime minister, for him to apologize and say, hey, I need the Christians to pray, pray to Jesus. Like, th- this, is, this is where our hearts should be as believers, is that God doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants everyone to come unto salvation. And so that, to me, is a sign that there were people praying for his salvation. They weren't praying harm against him, but they were probably praying for him to have an encounter with Jesus. And he did so much so that he said, we need this Jesus. I don't know what's in my heart that's causing me to say this, but we need that Jesus. And this is what's needed right now. What's needed right now is not to, what's needed right now is not to point out the sin, but to shine light so that people can be free from the sin. How bright is your light? How bright is your light? Amen? How bright is your light? I, I, want, I want to shine bright. I want to shine bright because of all the stuff that's happening around us. I want to shine bright. I want to shine bright. I want to shine bright. So if I am to shine bright, I have to continue to look at the one who is life, the light of men. I have to continue to set my eyes on him. I have to posture my heart before him, find myself in his word, wrap myself in his presence. So when darkness presents itself, it has no effect on me, but I now affect him it. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit us at evargus760.com and also redemptionhighdesert.com.